Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hollywood Speaks podcast. Today, I am chatting with Mary-Kate, director and editor. Her credits include music videos for Ingrid Michelson, branded content for Reformation, Fenty, Under Armour, and more. And not only is she a beyond artist and creator, but she's also a wonderful human mom and wife. Everyone, please give it up for Mary-Kate Snyder. Sarah, that was too much. Thank you. (laughs) You're making me sound like a superhero. (laughs) I mean, you are, so. (laughs) Thanks, you're sweet. (laughs) So happy you're here. It's so fun to be able to chat. Excited to just hear all about your journey to get to where you are today. Obviously, I just told everyone a brief synopsis of your experience, your credits, but that does not happen overnight. So would love to hear childhood Mary-Kate. Was she dreaming of being a director? Was she dreaming of being an editor? Or was this something that happened later in life? Yeah, that's funny. So No. (laughs) Uh, I kind of discovered the whole world of video production in high school. And we had this class that they offered called TV production. It was basically like the morning show (laughs) for the high school. Very, very like low budget. (laughs) We're using like really funny equipment, you know, the whole thing. So I kind of just, I took the class and I really enjoyed making these little pieces for the high school morning show and you know me and my friends started just kind of running around with the camera we were like using our off periods to make these little shorts and like kind of yeah kind of just stumbled into it like that and really fell in love with editing in particular so I did that for all four years of high school um and throughout you know I was just doing little short films here and there and like you know would submit them to high school festivals and things like that From there, I never, even in high school, I kind of really like took it like seriously enough to be like, oh, this is going to be my career. I didn't know really what I wanted to do. And I went to college um, and I originally started studying mass communications. So I started studying that and I was like, I don't know, you know, like this doesn't feel right. And then um, I ended up taking a year off of school um, and just kind of figuring out like what I did want to do um and I ended up taking a trip to Nashville (laughs) funny enough I just moved here I stumbled upon the school called Belmont which had this like bustling entertainment program um and music program and I've also had been like a musician my whole life and been in plays and that whole thing so it was really intriguing to me that the program that they offered and um went ahead and applied (laughs) and yeah, I got in and started studying entertainment business. So I got a business degree, but kind of studied the ins and outs of entertainment um, with like a minor in music business, just because such a music town that I'm in and, um, or studied in and um, kind of went the direction of music for a little bit. (laughs) So I was in music for um, maybe like three three-ish years um worked at a bunch of record labels in town and then I 
got the opportunity to do like a co-op through my school and go out to Los Angeles where I got an internship at NBC Universal um, and did like night classes. And it was actually in something called um, TV Music Services, which is essentially uh, like music supervision. So it was like my two passions kind of married each other. Um, I was like watching watching TV shows and picking out music for them. And I, I did that for two years at NBC Universal. And I was kind of like, I, I don't know, I kind of was getting like burned out by the desk job, like the nine to five aspect. And although it was like still creative and like definitely had that aspect to it, I was like, I don't know. I, it was more, it was more corporate than I had imagined that lifestyle to be. Um, so I ended up leaving and I moved back to my parents' house, I left Los Angeles. And I, I honestly, I'm trying to recall my first video editing job after that, but I got one that summer just because somebody needed something like a friend or something needed some help making a video. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I know how to do that. <laughs> so I like made this video for them and then kind of uh, somebody else referred me from that person. And that's literally how my business being a freelance editor started. <laughs> that's amazing. I think it's so crazy to me how often that happens because it happened to me too where like once you leave the corporate job you just like and of course not for everyone but I do really feel like whenever you say no to something you're without realizing it saying yes to something else because if you leave a corporate job and you're not like in the office most of the day, you're going to have like different interactions, you're going to have different opportunities come in front of you. So I do really feel like, like kind of leaving where you're at leaving, um, like saying no to something really does like open you to different opportunities. Yeah, it's true. And it's like, if you're feeling stagnant or uninspired, it's like, you have to listen to that. And like, just trust that it's going to lead you somewhere else, but just scary. And I had, you know, the comfort of crashing in my parents' house. So not everybody has that, but like, yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's always trying to lead you somewhere else. And I think it's really important when you mentioned too, that, you know, working for NBC universal, that it was more corporate than you expected, even though it was a creative job you were in that was something that also surprised me because I was, you know, working in a corporate job as well as a publicist. And I thought that like, oh, I'm going to be around people. I'm going to be able to be creative. And it was a lot more desk centered than I expected. And so for me as well, I just got burnt out by the corporate vibe and just like the desk job. And I just felt like my creativity was not able to thrive. So I also felt like I really was able to do a lot better in the freelance world. What would you say to someone who is trying to decide whether or not to go the corporate route or go the freelance route for you leaving the corporate world? What do you feel like are things that you have gained what do you feel like are pros cons to leaving corporate and going freelance yeah so I had like a unique situation and like my business didn't pick up overnight you know like I was still 
living at my parents' house. So it wasn't like I was able to support myself like immediately. Um, so like, if that's not, if that's not your situation and like, you know, you're relying on money to, you know, make sure you have a, a plan <laughs> or at least make sure you're able to have enough clients that you're able to have, you know, income to keep, you know, roof over your head or food or whatever, or get a, a part-time job until you're able to, you know, make the, the side hustle, the full-time thing. Um, but yeah, if, if, you know, if you, you know, have that stability for that side hustle, for sure, go for it. I think people can either think of freelance as like, wow, you're like, it sounds you're free. You can just do you can work at whatever hours you want. But it's not necessarily glamorous. It can definitely be kind of a whirlwind where like, sometimes you're working so much. And then all of a sudden, it's quiet. And you're like, am I ever going to work again? Or you're just, you know, unexpectedly working different hours. But then, like you said, you never really know. But there is a lot of fun with that. Personally, I find I think that it really it truly does seem to be like a personality or like if you're kind of made for that, because I know I have friends when I describe the freelance life, it sounds like hell to them. But to me, the corporate world was hell to me. So I think it really depends on like knowing yourself and what you feel like works best for you. Yeah it's totally different person to person and like just personality type. Um, and then also just like kind of going off that same thing. It's like when you don't, when you aren't getting those calls and like making sure you're filling your time with productive things. <laughs> um, Cause I've again, like been through periods of time where I'm like, Oh, I'm not like working. Like, let me just like, you know, not do anything for a week or two. Then you end up feeling worse. So it's like making sure you're productive during those periods of time. And like, you know, even working on like passion projects in between or, um, yeah, just continuing to be creative. That's such a good point of like always keeping your creative mind like flowing and just not mm -hmm. getting yourself stagnant. Because I do think that if you have a slow period and then you're not creating, it can just also create just like a mental battle too of like, oh, like what am I even doing? What can I even do? But yeah. if you're continuing to kind of show yourself like what you're able to create, whether or not you're getting hired to do it, I think that can be really empowering. Totally. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're working for other people and like following other people's visions for something, you know, that's not necessarily always super creative. Like it might not be the vision or direction that you would want to take it. So it's, it's important to keep that part of, you know, your creativity and your passion alive so that you don't just get completely burnt out from it. Mm, that's so good. So for you, you've obviously have quite the list of credits how and maybe actually I'll rephrase this what was your first job where you were like oh my gosh this is a dream come true is this really happening and how did you get that job oh man um well that's so hard I feel like I've had I guess two two stand out right away um and they both are um directing jobs just because I mean I've directed a lot in my life but the the, the big ones are the Nike commercial that I shot and then the Ingrid Michelson and Zane video. Amazing. Both of those, I was like, are you sure you want me? <laughs> me? Um, so yeah, those, um, the first, the the Nike commercial, I was actually editing for the, the production company for a while. And um, I kind of, I don't know if I, in a conversation or something or, 
um, I just had mentioned that I also like direct and, you know, would love to direct something for them. So they kind of like put my foot out there a little bit to mm-hmm. see if, you know, anybody would bite. And, you know, they just kept me in mind. And then a couple months later, I ended up getting that email about the Nike job, which was so cool. I was literally wow. eight months, nine months pregnant with my, my daughter. Oh, wow. And we were shooting out in like the hills of, uh, I think it was like out near like Encino or something. Like it was like way out. And it was so hot. It's like 95 degrees up on like a oh, mountain. <laughs> everyone's like you good like are you gonna you gonna burst any moment I'm like yeah like but um yeah it was really cool and it was a really awesome experience and then yeah the Ingrid Mendelsohn and Zane video it was a friend of a friend um and the, the person that I produced it with had worked with them previously on something and um they just saw something that we had done together and they're like, oh, this is perfect for what we are picturing for this video. And yeah, they, they like reached out to us. <laughs> so yeah, that was really, really cool. And I believe we had like a huge blizzard that, that week or something. Like it was crazy. So we had we ended up having to change the concept like 15 times. But the end result was really, really beautiful. That's amazing. Well, that's crazy. It sounds like both times you were just hit with all kinds of extreme weather. <laughs> yeah yeah what is that about (laughs) I mean that's wild and one thing you mentioned too which I think is so relatable is that feeling of wait are you sure like me yeah how do you feel like you walked into those projects feeling like yes you chose me I'm confident in that or did you eventually get to that place or was there a little bit of imposter syndrome there how do you feel like you got your mind right for those projects I think a lot of preparation. It's like when you're directing something, especially like a commercial for like the Nike thing, you have to really prepare a lot. And we only had a couple hours with the talent. So you have to schedule out basically every minute. (laughs) So by doing that, I basically had run through, you know, the commercial a bajillion times in my head, just ironing out the day to make sure we were able to capture everything. And honestly, like that, gave me a lot of opportunity to or no opportunity to like worry about it you know just do what I'm doing and do the best that I can in every moment so yeah that that was kind of how it went for the Nike one and then um the Ingrid Michelson and Zane video was a little different in nature because we weren't shooting with the talent for the majority of it and it was like more of like a run and gun documentary style. Again, we had to plan it out a lot because we did the whole thing in a 12 hour day. And it was it was basically sunrise to sunset. So a little bit more than 12 hours. And we hit like four or five boroughs in New York. I'm just trying to capture like the whole essence of the city in like a single day. So I guess kind of similarly, like I didn't really have time to, you know, think about you know, the, the gravity of the situation. It was more of like, do the best you can do follow the schedule, get all the shots that we need to get anything that we find that's inspiring or, you know, which in New York, it's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And both of them ended up just being really fun, fun days. So good. It sounds like two main things were helpful for you, like preparing and really over preparing so that you didn't have to feel like, oh my gosh, like this is happening. Like you were prepared for it. And I think that's one of the best strategies. If you're up against a big project or a big audition, what can you do? Like you can prepare. And there is so much confidence that comes from that. And I love what you mentioned too about 
remembering and reminding yourself like they hired me like they saw my work and they hired me and I think that can be tricky in your mind sometimes because like obviously the the chances of getting hired in the industry are so slim because there's so many people out there and then you're you know going for so many projects with whatever industry you're in and you maybe get a lot of no's but then whenever you get a yes it's almost like this surreal moment of like wait what (laughs) and remembering oh wait yeah I I have been working I have been learning I have been doing great work and I deserve to be hired not selling yourself short so I love what you were saying of yeah they hired me and I prepared and like I went into that and it was fun and it was great and I think that's yeah it's just so beautiful to be reminded of like the power of that of like being hired and preparing and then like walking into it in confidence totally I mean there's no worse feeling of like showing up to a test that you haven't studied for it's like Mm -hmm. you just you know you're gonna fail but like you know, if you put your best effort into it leading up and you study for a couple nights before, whatever it is, you know, you're going in there and giving it everything you have. And that's like all you can ask yourself to do. Tracking mileage for work can be so tedious and frustrating. And that was my life for many years until this past tax season. I was like, there has to be an easier way. So I did a quick little Google search and I found this app called Driver's Note. And let me tell you, it has been a game changer. If you don't have it, definitely get it because it has made my life so much easier. It tracks your trips automatically and you can categorize it as personal or business and you can even add notes and tag locations and identify them as your house, work, gym, whatever you want to do. And I know this upcoming tax season is already going to be so much easier. So if you want to try it for yourself, you can use the link in the show notes. Kind of on like a different note, and we definitely don't have to lean into this if you don't want to, but curious what it's been like for you being a mom and working obviously we're in 2023 it's not uncommon to do but and it's incredible and beautiful but do you feel like there are times when you've realized maybe the industry is not set up for that or it's been difficult or there or do you feel like you know actually like in my field it's been relatively fluid like how has that been for you as a mom yeah. Um, so since I've had Sailor, I haven't directed anything. Um, and that's mostly just because of the time commitment there is. Um, you spend hours and hours and hours and days like preparing for a shoot. And then, you know, you got at least 12 hour set days most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not something that I haven't <clears throat> really been interested in doing yeah. um, since I've had her. But editing has been like the best thing for me ever like I think the balance of being a freelance editor like working remotely and being a mom has been like such a dream come true like I brag about it when I can like right now it gives me the best of both worlds like I'm even when I'm working I'm home and like able to see Sailor or my daughter or she can come see me we could like check in every now and then I could have lunch with her Mm -hmm. um and I'm freelancing. So, you know, I have weeks 
when I'm not working at all and it's just me and her days during the week when it's just me and her and I get to just be a mom yeah um honestly the trickiest part about being a freelancer and like working like that is just finding the child care when uh I need it Mm because it's a it's an odd job so it's you know (laughs) like splicing care together when Mm -hmm. when when it happens and when I need to be working it's definitely the most difficult situation but I'm like beyond grateful for having this like skill set and being able to have um that time with my daughter at the same time that's so beautiful and I know she'll be so inspired too to just see her mom working on something that she loves and gets to create and just how incredible and empowering it is to see someone create something and like to see your own mom do that I know that will inspire her yeah I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it's it's really been it's been such a blessing, and I say it every every day that I'm like working and I'm like still able to be with her. I'm like, this is just like I couldn't ask for a better situation. Going back to the onset days, what is that like? Yeah, I, I guess it really depends on the set and like how busy the day is. But those moments do come. Like, it's really awesome to connect with different people even just like in the crew um everybody's got similar you know we all work in film and video production so it's like we all know each other's uh ups and downs of like the business and whatever so there's a lot of like relatability and you just get to interact with so many different people um so I think that's that's really cool and like I, I don't know I guess just keeping like a, a positive vibe on set and like not taking anything too seriously has always been really cool and created like a really good atmosphere, I think. Um, and my productions just because it, in the end of the day, like we're making like, <laughs> we're making like a little movie. Like it's so silly. Like we're not doing rocket science or like <laughs> anything like really, you know, brain surgery. Um, so like, I don't I, I feel like I've been a PA and like, um, you know, just work on set before where it's people just take it so seriously and it's like almost miserable. So like taking that aspect out of it, I think has been really, really cool. And I think people really respond to that um, in terms of just like being, being a director who's just a person <laughs> instead of like on like a pedestal or whatever. Um, I think that's really added to, to the positive experience I've had like during the set you know things get stressful of course but you know just coming back to keeping like a good attitude and keeping everybody happy yeah I think just people who like you said let people on set release their shoulders and just like breathe I think it just creates a better environment as you mentioned and probably also better work too yeah I've honestly had like makeup artists suggest things to me for whatever and I've been like oh yeah that's actually <laughs> that's actually a good point maybe we should try doing so you know so like that's kind of I think that's where production and like set should be it's like it's so silly to not have it be a collaborative environment everyone has like beautiful ideas and just because you're the director doesn't mean that you have like the best idea you know you got to keep everybody on track and like make sure you get everything done but like definitely listen to other people around you and make sure that it's not so stale and cold to kind of close this out is there anything that you would say to anyone trying to build up their freelance career in terms of advice do your best work every time and be 
super nice <laughs> and accommodating to people. Like I think just being like a good person has helped me <laughs> get more clients and like just being nice to interact with. Um, just keep, yeah, keep it pleasant. Um, and I think that's honestly why you get more referrals. It's like, sure, you could have the best work in the world, but like if you're a jerk, then like nobody wants to work with you. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, that, um, and yeah, do the best you can do. I did so much free work, which sucks. Like, I feel like that's just the nature of production, but like, you know, things lead to other things. Do work for cheap, like work for, you know, everyone's trying to help each other out in the beginning. It's like the people who you're working with when you're 21 are going to end up being super successful, you know, when they're in their late twenties, thirties. So it's like, do them a favor, you know, help them out with whatever. And, you know, it'll lead to more things. And, um, but in the same vein, you know, like don't get taken advantage of, like make sure you're, make sure you're, um, you know, you find value in, in the work as well. And like, it's, you know, if someone sends you a short film that they want edited or shot or whatever, make sure you like that film. And like, you know, it's something that you could put your creative energy into and really level it up. That's such good advice. Well, awesome. So in terms of just like what's coming up for you, do you have anything coming up that you're allowed to allude to or announce at the time? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still working with some of my old clients. So I'll be cutting some projects for companies like Reformation, have some projects coming out with Vice, who I work with frequently, different little commercials there. Uh, and then a short film that I helped edit will be released soon. I, I know I haven't worked on a film. In a while. <laughs> and then, yeah, kind of just chugging along on that commercial stuff, not directing anything anytime soon still kind of by choice but um maybe maybe in 2024 I'll dip my toes back in there <laughs> nice I love that and mm. then I know you had posted and I could be wrong on this but I remember you posted about your I think it's your business the pop party supplies is that something that you yeah. also have coming as well yeah so hopefully that'll launch in November but it is a a party supplies company for we're launching with kids' birthday parties, different themes. So the, the concept of it is like having basically a party in the box. <laughs> so having everything you need from plates, napkins, cups, decorations, and like little activities. You just one-click purchase, got the whole party there. Um, so yeah, hoping that's that's launching in November. We're still kind of making sure all our samples and everything look good. But as of right now, everything looks amazing and we're still on track for November. That is so exciting. That sounds incredible. I will need to do yeah. that for myself. <laughs> yeah, honestly, all the designs are really beautiful and it's not like whimsical or, or childish. It's, yeah. it's pretty elevated. So it, it could be used for adult parties too, you know, songs, the, the crafts, but you know, adults like crafts. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> no, it's maybe. I mean, yeah, like I think we've said before, like, for everyone listening that doesn't know I teach kids and I have like a little messy art class that Mary Kate and her daughter have come to and the amount of times that it's usually just the parents doing the craft and the kids are just playing but like the parents are having a great time I'm like we should just call this like parent therapy because For it is sure. 
great to, to just sit down and like color or do a craft. It is so therapeutic. So true. I'm going to start not saying that it's a kid's party company and I'm going to start saying that it's an adult company. <laughs> you changed my mind. <laughs> no, I love that though. So excited to see what happens with Pop Party Supplies. Congrats on that. Thank you. I'm excited to see too. It's been a really fun project to work on and I will actually be doing the video and the photography for it. So <laughs> I get to marry my other job with the, the new one. Oh, so cool. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Mary-Kate. Yes, thank you, Sarah. This was so fun. I, I loved it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Hollywood Speaks podcast. Please be sure to rate and subscribe. That really helps trying to get this podcast up there in the analytics, get those sponsorships, all the things so we can, or I shouldn't say we, it's just me. So I can keep sharing more episodes with you and keep this going and just keep it getting better and better. So that would mean a lot to me. And then if you want to let me know too, who you want to see on the podcast, what topics you want to hear about. This is for you. And um, also, if you want to be on the podcast, this is a place for people to share their stories. So if you have a story you want to share, please reach out to me via Instagram DM. I have that linked in the show notes or via my email. And I would love to hear from you. And I will see you next Monday.